When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Capital City. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. I hope you had a great weekend. Good Monday, one and all. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. Tom is here. Director Matthew is here. And you guys are here. And I appreciate you doing that on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. And away we go. Good Monday. Busy weekend that was between Florida State uh, transfer portal activity. Discussion of that shortly. Obviously, basketball team got another win. How about that? Trying to choke that away a little bit there against Virginia Tech, but I'll take those wins. Moving towards the ding-ding, perhaps. And then, of course, the NFL playoffs being set, and we'll talk about that as well. Tom, you all right? How you doing, buddy? We got bad weather coming here. I don't know about you, but we're we're all buckling up for tomorrow. Yeah, I saw that Leon County, for those of you that are in Leon County, that would be everybody on the air, uh, canceled school tomorrow out of safety precautions. We get it tomorrow night with sustained winds above 40 and then gusts above 65 tomorrow night. So that should be interesting. Uh, but that's yet yeah, tomorrow. I, I know you're getting hit today a little bit, but tomorrow morning into the afternoon is about to get real dicey down in tally. Yeah, I got uh, the boys, Corey Clark, Irish Chappelle on the horn. We got to figure out our schedule for tomorrow. School's canceled, all that good stuff. So it's going to be weird. It is going to be uh, very, very strange, I think. All right, where do we start? Let's. Uh, how about we start with Florida State in the portal? If, if I go big picture here, I will tell you they're not killing it in the portal. They're doing okay. Uh, they're not dominating the portal. There are still some needs that aren't being met, in particular linebacker. You don't want to hear me go on and on and on about that. I've already talked about it before. I'm disappointed there. I was disappointed with um, the extensions to the coaching staff in mass. Um, but we will see. There will be a lesson to be learned here in due time, perhaps. It's also not over. 
Now, as much as I was disappointed in that they missed out on the skirting kid, uh, that was a, a bad miss, if you will, uh, the kid from Purdue. I will say, uh, while that's frustrating, I was elated when they got Earl Little Jr. Now, not same positions, I understand that, but we're just talking about defensive personnel and positions of need and that kind of thing. And when you think about that player, when I watch him, when I think of what he will be for this defense – I think it's a huge get because I think he's going to play the role that Jamie Robinson played a couple years ago. I think he's that kind of guy. And we've talked about this, you and I have, but I'm looking big picture here of where they succeeded and where they have failed. They've also gone out and got a lot of speed. Now, that's fine, that's great, and that will benefit you. Jalen Brown is a burner at wide receiver, and you got that kind of speed coming in. And Jalen Lucas, the running back that they just got from Indiana, kick returner, speed for days. Got it. That's nice. I'm still very concerned about the lines of scrimmage and still very concerned about linebackers. So I hear you loud and clear. It could be we haven't figured anything out there at linebacker just yet. I'll be watching. Now, look, Grady Kelly on the defensive line, that is going to be a Malcolm Ray replacement. It, it should be duly noted that a lot of the guys that Florida State have lost so far in the portal are guys I think we saw where they landed, everybody. I mean, there's a Rutgers there. There's a Southern Miss there. It's not exactly like when you look, when you bring in uh, an Alabama guy or a Georgia guy or an LSU guy and you lose a guy that ends up going to Rutgers or Southern Miss, no knock on those kids, whatever it might be, then you, you kind of realize, all right, uptick in talent infusion, that kind of thing. That's what we're going for here. But they've got to do a better job and they've got to get – some offensive linemen in here. Ferguson is a big one to watch carefully. Let's see, can they land him? The uh, the the, the Leonard, uh, Leonard kid, I guess, from UF is another option there. Looks like, Tom, they want to go massive guards here. They want to be really big to go with a big quarterback that could run the ball, and that's probably a different-looking offense next year, which will be interesting. Yeah, a lot of speed on the edges. I mean, especially if they get the Malik Benson receiver from Alabama as well. And we were talking about how fast Jalen Brown is in the 100-meter and the 200-meter. Malik Benson in high school, I believe it was, broke a state record of a future Olympian in the 200. So there's another burner. You're going speed on the edges, speed on the perimeter, and then you're going massive in the middle. Now, they are retaining a lot of guys in the offensive line. We talked about most of them last year, like the guys that are the holdovers since a couple of coaching staffs ago. But Keandre Jones is back for another year. The, the Battle's End announced Jeremiah Byers is back for another year. So you've got pieces that you can work with for next season. But I think we'd all agree that this offensive line in 23 took a step back from 22. So you want to press forward. You want to get better. Hopefully some of those younger kids can take some reps away. We did that on Red Zone on Friday. Mm -hmm. But you still want to bring in one or two more in the, in the portal. And it looks like they're going for beef. They want to be big. They want to be big and bludgeon. I like that style of football, by the way, but they also want to be able to stretch the field. You have talent enough to do that right now. We'll watch all of this very carefully. We know that is a work in progress. You think about it last year, even, Tom, the real splash in the portal, the biggest splash in the portal that they made was Keon Coleman, and they didn't get him here. They got him in the spring. So yeah. it, it, there's still that's the other thing that you got to look for. I'm not panicking just yet. Uh, they're getting some pieces to build towards the strength of their quarterback for next year, which I think is smart because he's got a cannon and it, it will be hard for him to overthrow dudes. You know, if, if you could bring in sub 22, 200 meter runners, track right. runners yeah. like that. So I, I see what they're doing. They're building some players and some ideas around what DJ strengths are. 
They want to be a little bit more in terms of surging and moving the line of scrimmage. They know that they couldn't run their bread and butter plays last year on offense. They, they knew they couldn't, and they had to work around it. And I think they got tired of that. So we'll see what they do. But, yeah, it's a fluid situation where I'm not going to grade them on their portal, uh, you know, their gets or their misses just yet. Some guys objectively are like the kid from Purdue. You're, you're mad that they didn't land them. But this is a process that's going to play out until May. I just wish there were, you know, and, and there's still there's another weekend to come of visitors. But I really want that spring to have as many new bodies as possible because the reps are up for grabs right here, right now. This isn't last year's team where you kind of know what the starters are going to be. This year's group, there's a lot of jobs on the line right here, right now in the spring. If you can say his name, I will venture to try it with you. Durajai? Do I have that right? Mm. The uh, young man from West Virginia? We'll go with West Virginia. You nailed it. They may get him. Hearing a good buzz around him, that'd be a good get. It would be a really good get to go along with the kid from Oregon State. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you'd have two defensive ends that you needed to get, and you would feel very good about that. Um, I know he declined an interview and all that, but there's a good vibe around him right now that I'm hearing. So throw that in there. Now, again... My frustration, you know where it lies, centers around linebacker. They may get the Syracuse kid, Stephon Thompson. Eh, I'm not in love with that film. It's not terrible, but they need bodies at this point. Tom, some of that is not just like, is he a great player or a plus-plus player? Look at the depth chart at linebacker. It's not good. You you straight up have to bring in some guys. They, they, they got to get to this now at some point. This is beyond my personal frustrations. They got to get to this. Well, and it should be noted as we're on the air in this yeah, segment. Yeah, Malik Benson uh, just committed, right? That is correct. Malik Benson has committed to Florida State on threes. Uh, Hayes Fawcett does those edits for the kids. He put out one of those edits. So he is now in the fold. It's very interesting to me. I know this kind of hijacks the trenches talk, which is the most important thing. But it's very interesting to me to see what Florida State is doing in the wide receiver room me this too. particular cycle. Me this too. is um they're telling you what they believe they have and they do not have in their room. I saw it last night Michael Langston's uh, update through the first weekend, visit weekend, and he said that he wouldn't be surprised if they added another receiver in the spring window, a la the style of Keon Coleman, or or another guy just on top of Benson. Well, you're talking about an overhaul for a receiver room that does have a lot of young talent in it. I find that fascinating. Well, so you, I brought up Jalen Brown a moment ago, the kid from LSU who's really, really fast, obviously, and you bring him in, and now you bring in the Alabama wide receiver in Malik Benson. Listen, I'm never going to complain when we're adding players from LSU and Alabama. Uh, it's never going to bother me if we're sitting around. I'm like, okay, we got a kid from Georgia. Got a kid, uh, and that's Marvin Jones Jr. We got from Georgia. You got Earl Little Jr. from Alabama. You got uh, Jalen Brown from LSU. Now you add uh, Malik Benson from Alabama. Yeah, okay, good, good on you. That's I will nod my head to that. Can you give me some offensive linemen from Alabama, Georgia? LSU, somewhere in that neighborhood. Can we get something along those lines? I'll take it. It is a big to-do to get Malik Benson uh, and his commitment to FSU. You, 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 you've lacked a buzz in this portal season. You've really lacked a buzz. They've been out-recruited. and oh, Listen, nobody's out-recruiting Ole Miss in the portal right now, right? Ole Miss is throwing money at the problem. They're getting guys. They're an attractive place to play right now. And obviously, they're doing a good job of getting talent acquisition. 
what I can live with is occasionally you're going to have years where that happens, where a team has more room and more ability and more desperation, and that's fine. The better your roster gets, the less you're dependent on all of this. I, I understand all that. What you can't have happen is to be out-recruited in the trenches by Florida and Miami in your own state. That, that can't happen. So as we continue to monitor this, I'll, I'm noting the good and the bad. I'm talking about what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. It's not all roses. It's also not a disaster. That's where we're at. So uh, Matt Lasser texted me as we were talking about the West Virginia kid. He declined the interview, but he said it was great, like as he was on his way out. And uh, our Matt Lasser has put in a prediction for that particular player to make it to Florida State. I, well, so, I agree with that. Um, I, early this morning, I was talking with some folks, and that sense it, that's shared by a lot of people. They feel good about what the, the vibe was with him, yes. So just a couple of notes on Malik Benson. Um, you know, if you look at his on three profile, he's listed at 5'11 and a half. Alabama's website, because he hasn't been pulled off their roster just yet, lists him at six foot one. Apparently, his wingspan is over six foot five. This was the number one Juco player in all of the rankings across all positions last year. So 2023's number one Juco player. Yeah, he was the number one Juco board, player, yeah. Was this kid. That's who you're getting. So this isn't like a cast-off that doesn't have chops. This is somebody with supreme athleticism. Uh, he was an award winner in the 100-meter, 200-meter, and the long jump, athlete supreme, and he put up big numbers in Juco as well. So next, we'll wait and see. Do they find good news from a linebacker. <laughs> That's what we're going to wait and see on, Tom. I'm waiting on that. And also, I'm watching very closely either Leonard or Ferguson on the offensive line. That's kind of where we sit right now with the Porter de- portal development. Uh, I will be fascinated to see how this plays out. Uh, it's not going to be, I don't think at any point, are we going to say they killed it as they have in years before. It's also not a total disaster. There were stretches over the last 72 hours where it began to feel like it could be a disaster. It could be a real problem. But again, when you were able to get Little and you were able to get Brown, when you're now able to get Benson, uh, again, Grady Kelly, to me, the defensive lineman, is just a replacement from what I can tell on the film I watched of Malcolm Ray. He's not a game changer, but he's a nice fill for a player you lost. You know, it's interesting, Malcolm Ray – uh, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm careful about what I say with kids that that leave on in in good standing. Certainly, right. I mean, there's not a argument between staff and player here. Uh, I just I find it surprising. You go to you you go and you test the waters and you end up at Rutgers. Okay. I mean, okay. Uh, I'm not. I don't begrudge him. Good luck at Rutgers. It's just interesting to me that that's how that played out. Um, and you hear. There is a chance that um, a couple more names will come up on the radar here in the next 24 hours. I'm not talking about on our roster, on our roster, but on somebody else's. So, so we'll see. I think one thing to point out here, when it, in terms of perception of how you're doing in the portal, like of course you can land, you know, top-rated players at different positions and be lauded for landing those players and and be termed as the winner, you know, the king of the portal in a given year. Last year's mandate was so different than this year's mandate. Correct. It was add the luxury items to put you over the top for a playoff bid. It was to make a run at what they accomplished, which was an undefeated season, winning the conference championship, going on the road, beating Clemson. No, you can't predict you're going to get screwed by the committee. They did everything that they were trying to do when they added those pieces because they knew they had the team. Most importantly, 
the veteran leadership at quarterback to make that run. Yeah, and so between the coaching staff and the collective, they hit a grand slam, dead center field 500 feet, and Joe West called it foul. That's basically what happened last year. This year's mandate is so different because you're trying to build, yes, for the now and retool on the fly for a run at an ACC championship and a playoff berth in the field of 12, not an elite run of the four. I, I don't, they're not going for broke like that. They shouldn't. But you're also but you're trying to retool for 25 and 26. So I think some of these moves, I know some of these moves are not just about one and done type players, luxury items. These are about, you know, all right, this guy projects well, I think in, in a year with our training and our development, we'll get him to be here, all conference level, et cetera, et cetera. So I just, I feel like the way we should judge, it's not being defeatist at all because you're allowed to land really good players and they are landing some really good players. But I, I, I think that they are approaching the portal a little bit differently rather than going to grab a, a bunch of one-and-done type players like a Fisk and a Coleman, et cetera. I want to follow up that discussion since we just hit on what happened at the end of the football season tonight concludes the Invitational with Washington and Michigan. Somebody will take home the Invitational title. But Greg Sankey had some comments about the disappointment and the acrimony that ensued following the snub. And I find that rich. I'll comment on that in just a second. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh -huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us. If you're in town, apparently we got to get pre prepared for some ugly stuff. School's canceled. 
tomorrow in Leon County, Franklin County. Uh, I don't usually play the role of weatherman here, but I will do my civic duty and at least tell people when there's stuff happening that uh, concerns them in the capital city. Really, it's not just the capital city. It's all the way up to New York where Tom is. But, uh, yeah, ugliness is on the way, and schools are canceled tomorrow. Great. Great. <laughs> Love it when school's canceled. It's awesome. Yeah, my kids will do because uh, you and I will work, Tom, I think, and so will uh, most people in some capacity, and so the kids will just get told, uh, I don't know, play Grand Theft Auto for 17 hours straight. I think my role probably in my plan would be to be on the news desk in the morning while y'all are getting inundated. And then when we are getting destroyed overnight tomorrow, let's just hope that we have power when we wake up. It's because it's kind of cold up here. No, don't need the power to be out. It's funny. I am ridiculously selfish in this way as well. And I'm not saying you're being selfish. You're right. It's cold up there. So you need to have the heat. But all I ever care about, no matter the weather, hot, cold, medium, whatever, I, all I ever care is about having power because I'm spoiled. And not having power is ridiculous. We're back in the dark ages the second it happens. What are we doing here? It's not going to get it's not going to get it done out here with no power. I will uh, leave the city with the quickness anytime there's If you tell me the power is out for more than 24 hours, we are gone. I'm driving to wherever they have power. Where would you go if you were me? I'm 2 hours from Philly or uh, three and a half, four from uh, DC. If I lost power, which city would you prefer? Well, I, I like both cities for different reasons, uh, but I don't know what in terms of historical uh, either monuments or museums or places, what, what you've been to and what you haven't been, and it would be based on what you haven't been able to explore. There you go. I've seen less of Philadelphia, so I would go to Philadelphia. I've been there, but I haven't seen a whole lot of it. And you know what? I could take part in them uh, you know, doom scrolling and doomsdaying on sports radio. They're eagles, which are just falling to pieces left and right. Matthew can tell you, Friday, what did I say to you? Are we going to be shocked if we look up and see that the Giants are up 21 nothing on the Eagles? They've quit. That season's over. They're done. Their defense is the worst in the National Football League. They don't care to be there. They don't try. I, it looks to me like they don't like Jalen Hurts. Like, there's all kinds of issues. Like, they are a mess. Sirian, all of them, they're just, they quit. The whole thing is a debacle. Now, they ought to be able to sleepwalk and beat the Bucks, but I don't know that they will. I, I don't think they care to be playing football is the point I'm making. Like, they want to go play golf. They look like a, a team that wants to go play golf. So do the Bucks uh, in large part. So that that's going to be a really good product that ESPN puts on Monday Night Football a week from now Ooh. is those two teams. I mean, so the two Bucks years in a row. Nine, the Bucks have nine points in non-garbage time the last two weeks. Is that right? I mean, yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, well, Baker's hurt, and you can see it. He can barely move. Um, but they also can't run the ball, and and you know, which low key, that's a very old school bounty gate Saints move. That hit was, I, I know that we protect the quarterbacks like crazy, but that hit two weeks ago was ridiculously late. Oh, the one two weeks ago, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. one that actually busted his ribs up. Yeah, 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 but now his ankle's all messed up too. So that's that's the problem. I mean, his ankle, he can't even, he can't get out of the way. And they can't run, so teams just tee off. Uh, we, we will see. We'll get to the NFL in a second. It's very interesting. Luckily for us, Tom, we're division winners for the third straight year. Meanwhile, the Jags and the Dolphins, <laughs> watching that play out the way that it did, 
The butts are back over in Jacksonville, baby. Holy moly. That ended as poorly as it can possibly end uh, for Jacksonville. And now real questions. Okay, so this was, you know, there's a part of me that almost feels like Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, is saying all of these things tongue firmly planted in cheek because you could not in any way disperse with this take and take it seriously. There's no chance. Not Greg Sankey, who spent the better part of two hours lobbying for the SEC and telling the world that their league is first and foremost different from all the other leagues and has to be graded and judged differently and then act as if you wouldn't have been enraged about being left out of the college football playoff. He says, and I quote, that I'm disappointed in the acrimony that ensued following the College Football Playoff Selection Committee's controversial final ranking last month. Well, ain't that rich, Greg? You're disappointed, are you? Imagine how we feel. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee, of course, doing what they did, only to hear Greg then say, I didn't need so many incoming emails. I can only imagine hearing from those on the selection committee who are volunteers. They're volunteers, guys. I think some of the statements made in the immediacy of selection were disappointing to me as a colleague. Now, he is calling out Michael Alford directly. That is who that is directed at. That is 100% towards Michael Alford. He goes on to say, I would maintain that the strength of our league, sure, we lost some games, but as I look at what were the four best teams, I would maintain that we had two of those fours. But again, the selection committee makes that decision, and we we respect that decision. No, you don't. Why were you on TV lobbying for Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else? Because you don't respect their decision and their ability to make it of sound mind. You represent the SEC, and you are going to go to war for the SEC, just as you would if you were an athletic director whose team is on the wrong side of an unprecedented move, which was to be left out after winning a Power 5 conference championship in undefeated fashion while beating two of your SEC teams along the way. Get the hell out of here with this, oh, I'm so disappointed. Clutch my pearls. I can't believe the kind of language that came out of FSU. He didn't say FSU, but that's exactly who he's talking about. But again, the selection committee makes the decision, and we respect their decision when it's two of your teams. Of course you do. And that it, two, three, four, one. He would want four of four is what he wants, is what I'm saying. It's crazy to be this kind. I mean, that is, it's funny. It's funny in a way. It, it is. However, it's also a little uncomfortable. Remember how uncomfortable we felt when Gary Danielson was calling Tim Tebow games or Cam Newton games and anytime they made a play? It, it doesn't even have to be a big one. It could have been a, a gain of four on second and six, but they ran over a guy, kind of, sort of. And Gary would analyze it. And, and, and he was the, very aroused. You'd listen to the tone of his voice mm. and um, – it, it sounds like a commercial on the CW at one in the morning, you know, like Jimmy Johnson's doing the commercial or something like that for uh, whatever pills. That's what it sounded like. It was very uncomfortable. Well, we're living that with ESPN's treatment 
of the SEC. And there's another piece of proof this weekend where multiple staffers, namely somebody who does their uh, national college football reporting, our old pal Heather Dinich, tweeted out that Greg Sankey, despite not having a team represented in the college football playoff final, is going to be traveling to Houston mm-hmm. to support the sport for the good of the sport. Yeah. Now, whoever wakes up in the morning on their own and says, I wonder if Greg Sankey is going to the championship game because, you know, I feel like that's news. I feel like that's news that Greg Sankey is attending a game between two future Big Ten schools, Washington and Michigan. I wonder if he's going. Then you go mine for that information independently on your own without a monetary reason to do it. Big time reporting. Big time reporting right there. Getting to the bottom of it, Tommy. So – it is reported, though, and that tells you just how they just signed a gazillion teams. dollar contract with SEC. Of course, that's what that's going to be. That means there's an email or a Slack or a group text that says, "Hey, folks, we we really need to remind people that Greg is important and that the SEC <laughs> has a presence at this game." And Greg wanted to remind you of that too. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Do you know what, what kind of group text you and I would share if we were on a Slack that said that we needed to do that as a company, sir? Well, yes, I do know what kind of text that would read like. Uh, I know what I would say. The morning of selection, writes Greg, says Greg, we prepared a statement that said we have a different view, but we're not going to point fingers and cast blame. I bet, I bet it didn't read that way. I'm going to bet that nowhere in that statement did it say, we have a different view, but we're not going to point fingers and cast blame. Well, how else would you object to your team being left out? You are casting blame at those who were positive with the, were tasked with the responsibility of naming the four teams. You just blame like the situation. I'm just pissed at the air. You have to blame the committee that selected the teams, Greg. We're going to focus on how do we improve and prepare for the 12-team playoff that comes next year. I'm sure that's how that statement read. Please, can you send us the original? Send that email out for all of us to read the way that you would have gracefully handled having the SEC left out of the college football playoff. I'm sure it would have read exactly as you just paraphrased. We want to focus on how do we prepare for the 12-team playoff next year. Sir, I think three or four times we've had the fifth-ranked team since this process has started. Do I think every decision was perfect? No, but that is the authority that we all allocated. So go ahead and finish it. Let's come to the logical conclusion here, Greg. What you're saying is that That's the authority that everybody allocated, so sit down and shut up and take it. Yes, it goes on to read, as Tom correctly pointed out, because this is important, that Sankey will attend Monday night's Invitational Championship. Even though this is the first time since 2014 that the conference has not had a representative in said Invitational Championship game. So you think they mentioned that on their own, that this is the first time in, in uh, 10 well, years? Well, they want you to see what kind of character Greg Sankey has and what kind of sportsman he is. And the character is on display when he jumps in his private jet and flies to Houston to watch the Invitational Championship. 
You see, you see, I bet FSU's representation is not flying. Or Jim Phillips is not flying <laughs> to the Houston wow. to watch the game. We can agree on that. I'm sure there's a swimming and diving regional at some point there's right some now. Some sort of field good. hockey that Jim is anxiously awaiting. The thing is, with these people, I had no problem with anything Greg Sankey did until this. Yeah. You're supposed to lobby for your conference. I've, I've, talked, I've said this a million times. I tell FSU fans all the time when they get mad and they'll email me and they'll say this and that. I'm like, Sankey's doing his job better than our commissioner does his. Sankey does it better than anybody in the world because all he does is stump for the SEC around every turn. And if you give that dude a crack to come on for two seconds, he'll take 25 minutes to tell you why the SEC is better than everybody else's conference because that's his effing job. Right. Don't blame him that ESPN gives him the desk and says, here's a full you know, C-block Stump away, buddy. Right. We'll take a break. We're going to go get some coffee. Greg, just talk and, and wave when you're almost done, and we'll come back to yeah, the desk, let us and, then, know. and then we'll take over. That's not his fault. But these kinds of things, these kinds of statements, these are like the dumbasses who believe if you put your name on a building, you live forever. Like It's that type of ego. It's insanity. Dude, you're doing your job. You, you're relevant. You're the most relevant there is in the sport and conference commissioners because people actually know your name. Think somebody in Tuscaloosa knows who Jim Phillips is? They think that's their plumber. Like no, I do no. too. Yeah, I, I don't. No. I don't ever see Jim accomplish anything. So yes, but it's not enough. You know these these dudes are nuts. They're deranged, and so he got pissed off one day that somewhere on uh, maybe his uh, his his cousin's daughter said they're talking bad about you on Facebook, and he's outraged, and he calls and he says we need a puff piece on ESPN. That's how these things happen. Well, it's an odd story, and it's. I laughed when I heard it, and when I read it, I thought, are you, I mean, really, honestly, you're worried about some nasty emails? Nobody in their right mind condones anybody making bodily threats to committee members or threatening to kill anybody over a college football playoff selection. No normal human being thinks about that but you're living in a comment section if you're going to cater to that and that's stupid that's on you so when you go on and on and talk about are people going to want to serve in this capacity given the level of vitriol that has been directed at them oh spare me with that low-hanging fruit nonsense nobody condones the lunatic fringe in of any collection in in any way nobody does they're volunteers they have fulfilled their charge, I tell you. Please, Greg, that's just completely disingenuous. But it's also not surprising, and it made me laugh. Uh, as soon as I read it, I thought, well, and make sure we have somebody writing that story today. All bow down to the overlord that is Greg Sankey, the SEC, and ESPN's newfound relationship with them. It's Jeff Cambridge Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, get started on your New Year's resolutions with my friends at Factor. I actually use Factor at the house. I'll tell you about that in a second. You're all ready for the new year. You want to eat healthy, and this is ready-to-eat meal delivery that takes the stress out of meal planning, sets you up for success in the new year. And I can attest to this. I 
not real consistent when it comes to cooking, and we're busy in the household here. So you need something that's nutritious. You need something that doesn't have you running around frantic trying to prepare lunch or dinner. And you want to know that what you're getting is quality, and you get that with Factor. And, you know, you can get anything from a special occasion meal uh, where, you know, you can get seafood or meats that you like, whatever it might be. They have vegetarian as well. You stress less over your meal times knowing that you can fall back to a factor meal prepared with vegetables, with the meats that you like. Again, they do a great job of making life really easy during a busy schedule. They've got offerings like Protein Plus and Keto. Stay on track that way. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, protein, veggie sides, all that good stuff. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50. Use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. That's code Cameron50 on factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. <clears throat> On to the NFL for a second. So, the Bucs aren't very good, and we didn't think they'd be very good, but they did win the NFC South for the third straight year, and they'll host a play, oh, they'll play in a playoff game, and, you know, we can all kind of, I guess, whatever. You know, there you go. I'll take the... Uh, Division title for three straight years in a rebuilding. That's fine. But the real uh, story in the state has to be that of the Jags. I would also note that you can't go into a game against Henry, who's destroyed Jacksville and many others over the course of his career, and allow him to be the reason you get beat. But 153 yards later, that's exactly what happened on 19 carries. And it's his best output of the season, by the way, by over 30 yards. And then I wonder, do Jacksonville fans, serious question, I'm not chiding. Do you want to pay Trevor Lawrence $240 million? Because I think this is the question you're asking yourself today. Is Trevor the guy? It didn't help that he changed the play, called his own number on the goal line. And the problem with that is that you didn't convey this to your offensive line because your right guard is pulling as you're trying to leap over the line right where you would have needed him. So this is a problem on a lot of levels. And the Jaguars have, in their franchise history, as we well know, one double-digit win season in the last 16 years, and it was orchestrated by Blake Bortles. It's a toughie. Eight and three with a chance at the one seed to out of the playoffs. Whew. It'll hurt your feelings. Tua looked terrible last night. That'll happen when they face good teams. The Dolphins choke away the division. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're thanking Tua for the one first down they got in the second half. And that was on the final drive, one in which he threw an interception. Bills had almost 500 yards of offense, could have been a lot 
more one-sided. It wasn't. Miami on the season, one and five versus playoff teams outscored by 91 points. Now, the reward is to go on the road. It's going to be two degrees in Kansas City. Quite literally, it's projected to be about two degrees in Kansas City. That's going to be interesting. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ledger where you watch and you look at the playoffs and you say, well, what surprises you? The Texans had a rookie head coach this year and a rookie quarterback, and they made the playoffs. That's on the table, Tommy Lang. That's doing some things. It's um, very impressive, and yet, and yet, you have a classic case of I call the perfect play, who's to blame for the Colts. You spend a timeout when you don't really have to spend a timeout. You take Jonathan Taylor off the field, who had been your offense, and you were even missing him. Moss finished off the one drive, but he was at 196 yards from scrimmage before that play, that fourth down play. It is wide open. It's not a perfect throw, but it's a good enough throw, but it's to your third string running back. I couldn't help but feel a little bit of Reggie Bush, uh, Lendale White energy in that moment. (laughs) That was uh, that was a fun game to watch, and that's going to be a really interesting. I think is that the first game out the gate is uh, is Cleveland and Houston. It's a really good football game, by the way. So Flacco's throwing for three bills left and right, including a game against the Texans, which he threw for nearly four hundred and three touchdowns and two picks. The Texans' pass defense isn't great, but can Stroud fight against the the front seven, specifically the front four of Cleveland? And can he go to another level? Because I feel like if he scores 24-plus, if he leads 24-plus points of offense against that defensive front as a rookie, man, he'll go to an even higher level. And he's already, like, the guy from this class. Yeah, Cleveland at Houston, 430 Saturday, NBC. Should be a fun game. Give me Cleveland early in the week. Uh, Miami at Kansas City, again, 8 o'clock. And also the other part of this that's wonderful is – you're going to put the defending champions on Peacock? Cold-blooded. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, how many old people are like, where is this Miami-Kansas City game? I want to watch the playoffs. Think about the state of Florida. Think about South Florida. How many people are trying to tune into Peacock unsuccessfully? 74% of the people that live in South Florida. What? What is Peacock? Never mind the rest of the country. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be... I flip through everything. You try it. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, i like, man, this is crazy. They're putting that game on in primetime on Peacock. I, there are going to be... It is going to be so fun. To watch the panic on, like, well, I guess I would say Facebook or, like, some sort of AOL thing, right? All the old people trying to reach out to one another. I I, I don't, Ken, have you found Peacock? Where is this Peacock? They told me Channel 7. It's not here. I went to 7's alternate, which is 106. It's not here. I don't see, there's nothing called Peacock here. They're looking for a channel called Peacock. Yeah. Where's the, the listings? Where so, is this Peacock? There was this uh, bar, not my normal one, that I went to yesterday where they had the ticket, but they have it on a phone, which I think you're supposed to get it for a business differently. Anyway, their their ID got signed <laughs> out. 
And so they're trying to pull up the Seattle Arizona game mm-hmm. and, and they got signed out of the device. And so it's that screen. It's like either go to this website or click here or do whatever. And the woman goes, ah, the hell with this. And she walked away. And I said, just a heads up next week, you're going to need Peacock. <laughs> you know. You're going to need an app for the eight o'clock game because they're spoiled <laughs> up here. When there's Thursday night games on Amazon Prime, the, the local picks channel takes it. And so people don't have to worry. They can just flip to a broadcast channel. I'm sure they pay a ridiculous amount of money. Right. Well, that ain't this weekend. Not for Kansas City, Miami. I said, you better get you an app because people are going to be pissed next well, week. I also laughed that the other side of this is that I was like all the other suckers. When the big cut the cord movement occurred, I waited and waited because I don't like buffering. I don't want any buffering. I need If fiber optic is what I do, it better be badass, and there's no buffering, none of that nonsense. So I waited and waited and waited, and the big thing that everybody told you was, oh, well, you know what? This is where it's going. This is where it's going, and you save money, Tom. You save all kinds of – no, you don't. You don't save a damn thing. You're not saving any money at all. In fact, I'm spending more now because I'm the guy that's like, well – I guess I got to have Peacock, and then I got to have this other thing, and then this other thing. So I got all the things, but I'm getting bent over. This is crazy. I should have just stayed with cable. I've got Netflix. I've got HBO Max. I got Peacock. I got Amazon. I got all the things. You name them. My kids are like, oh, we don't have this. We don't have this. We don't have that. I guess I'm getting it. What's that, 15 a month? I guess it is. So we got it at the Cameron household at about 350 a month. Yeah, I, I've come full circle. When I got up here, I started clean, and I have Verizon, and I have the bundle. I've got every channel there is. I've got fiber at 1G, got it all bundled together, and it cost me a little over $200 a month, which is way cheaper. There was a time when you could do the, the cord cable, uh, the cord cutting with YouTube TV and a good internet service. It would be like 125 a month. Yeah. yeah we are no longer gone. there. It's gone. It's gone. And it's gone. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> you just spit it out the ass for all these spinoff stations. You're like, well, I missed the documentaries on Showtime. I best I'm gonna have to get Showtime now. I'm gonna have to get this and that. They're all a la carte. I know you can get bundles, and I did do that with Disney and Apple and all the other things. Let's just add to the litany of things that I have. Sometimes I forget I have them, and then the bill comes, and I'm like, what is Curiosity Stream? I'm spending twenty eight dollars a month on Curiosity Stream. What is this? Well, what they're doing is they're I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know if I want to know what that is. <laughs> that sounds interesting. No. But NFL Plus, you, I mean, they've already rolled that out. It's like it's the staging. It's what ESPN Plus is doing. They're going to go direct to, uh, to consumer for all their channels in the next year or two. NFL Plus is already rolled out. Instead of remember, if you were a Verizon customer, you could get all the primetime games on the NFL app, but only if you were a wireless customer for them. So now they've got this, and according to the sports business insiders like uh, Marshand up in uh, the post, they desperately want streaming to work. That's why they went to YouTube TV. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why they're with Prime. That's mm-hmm. why they're doing the – so it's going to be that NFL Plus is – that's all you get. Uh, they're probably going to pull it off of broadcast networks in the next five to ten years. It's by just way, a total mess. By the way, Nick, I know. I know what Curiosity Stream is. I do have it, and I did do the investigation to figure out why I got it. That's how old I am. I get these things when they first come out. I'm a huge documentary guy, and Curiosity Stream has a gazillion documentaries in one place. They're awesome because a lot of those time, things miss the theaters or you don't ever get them on cable or whatever. So I pulled the trigger one day and got it and then forgot I had it. 
And I went like two years without ever watching a single one of these curiosity documentaries. It's, it's automatic pay. So they got me. And then one day I just happened to decide to itemize and look through everything because I was like, why is this? Why am I spending $300 on entertainment? What's going on? And then I was like, what is Curiosity Stream? Oh, something I bought ages ago. So, yes, I'm the honorary, as you would say there, Noel, that South Floridian. That would have been, had it not been for my grand exploration into the world of a la carte purchases, the guy looking for effing peacock. But I got it. This is the biggest problem that they have to solve. This is where NFL's interest in one area, it really gets in the way of and intersects with their other interest. The hardest part of a streaming service is you can't live bet with them. They're 30 they're behind. Seconds they're 30 behind. seconds behind, and I had a great weekend gambling. Not in golf. Not in golf. Did okay in golf, but not great. I whooped ass with the NFL and live betting, but I really had to look at big trends as in, okay, neither one of these two teams can block the other. Nobody's going to score. I don't need to know that in the next 30 seconds. I know it now. I'm going to bet the under 46 right here. Or the weather's bad, and I'm going to hammer the under here. But any of the real-time stuff that you're talking about, you're screwed. You can't do it. You absolutely can't do it. It's frustrating as all hell. You need something now. That's one of the benefits of me getting the cable. I'm like, oh, man, my live betting game has just come back to life. That's the way they should pitch it as there as there's this reunification. What's going to happen is it's like college football. They're going to break apart to come together as one professional league, and it'll be regionalized after it's all done. The cable companies eventually are just going to tell you 80 bucks a month. You get all the streaming services instead of channels. That's what it's going to that's what it's going to be. But right now, you got to pay $350 because you forgot to unsubscribe to Sling and YouTube TV. Curiosity Stream and Paramount Plus. (laughs) Paramount Plus. That's another one. Why do I have Paramount Plus? This is ridiculous. I think I got Paramount Plus drunk one night because one of my kids wanted to see some show. I was like, all right, I'll get it. $7.99. Sounds good. The month $7.99 deal went to $52.50. After that, and I forgot. Next thing you know, I've got Paramount Plus. I've never watched a thing on Paramount Plus in my life. Is that where stupid Yellowstone is? That's correct. It's it's where Star Trek is. Oh, but I, like I said, never watched a thing on Paramount Plus in my life. Hour number two, fourth coming. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.